Yeah, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. Previously on Shut Up, I'm Talking. Did I ever tell you the time I got arrested when I was in California? What'd you do? I'm walking down the street, and I'm going to go, I have a dollar. I'm going to go get a big gulp at the 7-Eleven on the corner. A <laughs> dollar. <Right? laughs> Yeah, I had a dollar. I was going to go get a soda. How's it going, rock star? The 7-Eleven was a corner of this little, like, strip center. I walk up there, and there's a bum sitting on the wall. Well, he starts to follow me. I walk into the store, and I start walking back towards the, the big old machine. Well, when I got up to the, the thing, and I'm putting ice in the cup, he, like, grabs my shoulder and, like, jerks me around. As soon as he did that, pow, I punched him dead square in the face as hard as I could. He goes down, I look up, and there's two L.A. cops standing there. So they arrest me, and they, they take me down to the station. Yeah, well, first off, when they take you in there, they do your fingerprints, and they take your picture and all that shit. And then it's, take, then it's like another 20 minutes taking the, you know, the boots off and the belt off and the, all the, the rings and the bangles and the earrings and necklace, all the shit. I mean, it's like a huge bag of crap. Your costume. They had to take yes, your costume had, off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> You have one dollar to your name, and you're going out to spend your one dollar on a big gulp, which is funny <laughs> enough, but you put on your entire outfit, your costume. It's not that I put on the entire outfit. I never took it off. So you slept with your costume on. That is it's dedication. It's not a costume. It wasn't a costume. Yeah, it was. It's your rock star costume. Oh, it's just <laughs> what I wore at the time. I'm offended by the term costume. It wasn't a costume. Rock star. <laughs> People are interested. They want to know what your rock star lifestyle was when you were in Los Angeles. Uh, abject poverty. That's clear. You had a dollar. Yeah, I had a dollar and I was going to get a soda. One dollar. A whole show had a one dollar. I didn't even know that was a thing. I Oh, he had a dollar. When you said that, I instantly attached myself to that one statement you had a dollar and you spent it on a soda uh, let me tell you something that's a little hurtful okay <laughs> i deeply apologize sir yeah as well you should <laughs> you I, in fact i was thinking about it after the last show or whatever uh-huh. and uh i could i can now tell you exactly what i was wearing all right what were you wearing when you were arrested well i had earrings on what kind of earrings uh, five, three in one ear and two in the other. Oh, so I you had, go both uh, ways. No, dick. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. Good night, folks. Okay. <laughs> were they dangly? Did they dangle from uh, your ears? Some of, them, some of them were. Yeah, I had my, uh, what I call the tiger tooth. Peter Chris one. That was my, fa I had two of them. Is, how two does that relate to so Peter Chris? Okay, he used to wear a tiger tooth earring. And when I was a kid, I thought, that, wow, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Sounds like and, it's out of the Flintstones. All right, so you had the uh, tiger tooth earring. What other earrings did you have? There was a system to it. Left ear, tiger tooth, and then behind it, I would have hoops of different sizes. Okay. And then on the other one, I didn't wear the tiger tooth on that one too much. I used to have this little like skull and crossbones thing. 
Okay. And then I had the bigger hoop that was about, like about the size of a 50-cent piece. All right. So those are the earrings. What else did you wear? Did you have a plate in your lip? <laughs> yes, I had a plate in my lip and uh, those rings that make your neck look longer. <laughs> With a grass skirt. <laughs> okay, so that's the earrings. And then I had, of course, my uh, necklaces. Multiple. Yeah, I had one. Well, I had one that was just a cross. And then I had one that was had, uh, it was dog tags. Then I had a, a necklace that had Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> like I said, I was very pretty. I had, you know, the, the really long hair and. I was at the t- at the time. I would say I was very pretty. <laughs> what was your girl name? Uh, Tina. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? I was pretty. I looked good back then. All right, I did. Damn it! For once in my life, I actually looked uh, semi-attractive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then my uh, family history genetics kicked in, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> So what kind of rings did you have? I had those, like I was talking, the last time, those like biker rings with the spikes on them. Right, right. I had a couple of those. All right. Only only two. One yeah. on each hand or one on, both on one hand? No, 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 one on each hand. One on each, like, middle finger. All right. I had those on. I had my favorite Mighty Mouse t-shirt on. I'm here to save the day. That was my, one of my favorite t-shirts at the time. Okay. And then, of course, my beautiful... Yellow cut-off sweatpants. <laughs> $2 a pop. <laughs> Absolutely. The reason the reason why they were all cut-offs is because I would cut the bottom half of the legs off and then sew the legs into the crotch so they would last longer. But when I went to the camera, all I could find was black thread. <laughs> so it was all. <laughs> but I was wearing my yellow sweatpants. And then I always wore, because I wore these these things till they literally fell apart my uh yellow leopard spotted boots now that's something we have to go into detail about oh i love those boots leopard spotted boots leopard spotted cowboy boots where did you buy those actually i bought them in dc in georgetown uh remember i don't know if you remember there was they only they had one what i would call rock and roll store it was like actually more like a punk rock store i know what you're gonna say yeah that Commander Salamanders? You yes. Know what I'm about? Yes, I do yeah. remember that. That was the only place that you could get that kind of stuff. What I remember was I went in there with my cousin Michael, and they had these condoms, and the condom casing was a picture of Jesus on the cross with a giant erection, and they were oh, Jesus condoms. <laughs> that's not right. I do not support that at all. I'm 16, 17 years old looking at Jesus condoms and going, what the fuck is going on? It's all, that's all wrong. Anyway. I'm not endorsing it. I hope not. uh, (laughs) All right. So you got those at Commander Salamander. Commander Salamander is the one and only in Georgetown. They were a hundred bucks. They had what they called a Cuban heel. I don't know if you know. They're not like straight cowboy boots have like a, a oh. squared off heel. Oh, Lucy. Right. A Cuban <laughs> heel is the kind of slanted. <laughs> okay. Why do I bother? <laughs> Why? I don't understand. It's called the Desi Arnaz, the Cuban heel. Yeah, the Desi Arnaz. That's what it was. 
But it was cool because it made you feel like you were walking downhill all day. All right. And those things, they were $100. They were the most expensive pair of shoes I ever bought at the time. What time period and was this? It was like right before I left. It was like maybe a couple months before I actually moved. And they luckily, they had my size, which in Commander Salamanders, they never had my size. So there's like 88? Yeah, somewhere around there, 87, 88, 80, you know. All right, because you, you say $100. That doesn't sound like a lot today, but back in that time. Uh, well, was when you have a dollar cash. to get it so again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we loop around to that again. So what you're telling me is you spent 100 big gulps worth of I money did. on your boots. <laughs> One million pesos. And they were the coolest boots I ever had. They sound cool. They were. <laughs> leopard spot. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so you got the yeah. leopard, you got the leopard spotted boots. How leopard much did the spotted boots? How were. much did the cowboy outfit cost? Oh no, that was there. I just had the buttless chaps, you know, for when I was, you know, literally walking the streets. Yeah, living at the Y, where I was free to be me. <laughs> but anyway, they were very cool. I literally wore those till they fell. They literally fell apart, and I had took uh, the left one kind of where the sole came apart from the shoe, like up around your toes. So I literally, I, I hated the fact that I was going to thaw them out. So I just wrapped it with silver duct tape. <laughs> you white trash bitch. <laughs> yeah, but you know that was cool. Even then, because you're walking the strip, is like, oh look, this guy doesn't even care. He's put duct tape on his shoes. <laughs> It's all about the look. <laughs> did you have a mullet? No, I did not have a mullet. <laughs> it goes with the duct tape. <laughs> no, the duct tape goes with the poverty. And I didn't want to throw them away because I really liked those shoes. I used to li- quite literally spend $12 a week on groceries. Wow. And I can tell you exactly how I did it. Okay. When I would go to the Rouse, the grocery store, they had all their generic food was just a white package with a blue stripe, and it would say milk or baked beans or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I used to get those. They had three for dollar pot pies. I would get those, and I would get ramen noodles because you could get uh, either six or eight of them for a dollar. And that's how I uh, did it. And I remember one time my aunt came to visit well, first off, when I, she got there, she said, is there something wrong with you? And I'm like, no, what's the problem? My skin had like a greenish tint to it. Malnourished. Yeah, because I, was, I ate nothing but uh, ramen, packages of ramen noodles, hot dogs, and these pot pies. All and uh, salt. of course, all, all salt. <laughs> and then, of course, I would uh, quench this thirst with the 79-cent bottle of Night Train. That you could go get at the liquor store. So I had this like greenish tint, but I, you know, I never didn't, I never felt sick. You couldn't afford a mirror, so you couldn't tell. No, I, you know, please. <laughs> well, basically, I looked like everybody else I knew. So it never, you know, never occurred to me. She took me out to dinner. We went to the Hamburger Hamlet, and I actually got a steak, and I was like, oh, this is, this is the greatest steak I've ever had. It's amazing, <laughs> you know. And it made me so sick. I thought I was going to need to go to the hospital. and uh, Your and body was rejecting nutrition. Up. Yeah. Oh, I just, I puked till there was like nothing left. And it was just, it was really painful. And then she was only going to spend the night. 
and a friend was going to come and pick her up, right? This is when I fully realized that Hollywood probably is not a great neighborhood. She pulls up in front of the building, and she comes up, and she looks like she's terrified. She knocks on the door. I open the door. She looks like she's terrified of me. <laughs> With right? your greenish and hue. My greenish hue and long, dirty, stringy hair, because there was no uh, water pressure in the in the apartment I lived in. With the dirty, cloudy water. Yeah, it's gross and fabulous. Like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Revisionist history. <laughs> You're describing a third world nation and calling it the oh, promised land. Please. It would have to be improved to be a third world. <laughs> and she, the first thing she asks is, is it safe to park my car down there? And I said, oh, what do you, where'd you park? And she goes, well, I just parked, you know, on the street right in front of the building. And I said, oh, yeah, that's where I used to park. <laughs> right? <laughs> and she goes, well, where do you park now? And I said, I don't know. The car got stolen. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious and started laughing. And she didn't like it. She was like, okay, well, we uh, we really have to go. And you said, I'm joking. I could never afford a car. Yeah, I don't have a car. You you were uh, Those were the days, man. You were describing a torturous hell and going, God, I wish I never left. I didn't. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to come back for Christmas because I was in the in the swimming pool like two days before I got on the plane. It was wonderful. And then my mother cried when she saw me when I got off the plane because I, I looked like a homeless man. I had no jacket. <laughs> it's the middle of winter in D.C. I had no coat on. I had these nasty cut-off sweatpants <laughs> with no underwear and just a ratty T-shirt. <laughs> you look like a five-year-old who dressed himself. Yeah. And my mother cried. She's like, oh, my God, what's, that, what's happened to you? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, you know, you look terrible. And I'm like, I don't feel terrible. I'm... <laughs> I don't think you understand. I just came from the promised land. <laughs> yeah. But I had, you know, I had all the cool earrings and all the crap that goes with it. You know, you looked like a heroin addict without the addiction. Yeah, basically, that's, yeah, just that bad. Oh, my Lord. I'm wearing, you know, leopard spotted boots with cut off sweat, yellow sweatpants. <laughs> with no underwear on, just Swinging free. A Sunday afternoon stripper. Yeah. And those sweatpants were so threadbare. I know you could see through them. <laughs> I know you could. And I know you like it. Because, you know, if they would get wet or something, you know, it was yeah, it was on. My mother, oh, she was so upset. Oh, my goodness. And then when I got, you know, because my room at the house of Manassas was in the basement. I remember I went to bed the first night and I could not sleep at all because it was so quiet. In Los Angeles, they have helicopters flying around all the time, especially police helicopters. So every now and then the apartment would just flood with light with the searchlights coming. <laughs> and then after a while, you just got used to it, you know, and you'd go to sleep. And uh, I, there was it was so unbelievably quiet. You sound and like I, you're you're going from prison to <laughs> to just regular life, and you, yeah. you're, you're complaining because, because you didn't hear anybody call out fresh fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, but, but, and I could not sleep at all, and I was really miserable. Well, anyway, after a while, you will fi finally go to sleep, but then my mom got up in the morning to go to work, and I jumped out of bed thinking, holy crap, is this an earthquake or something? Because 
she walks very heavy, and I thought she was coming straight through the ceiling because it was like <laughs> boom, 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 walking across the floor. And I woke, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I, I screamed. <laughs> Jesus and I'm like, "What is this? Stop it!" I ran upstairs thinking something was really wrong. And she's like, "Why are you up so early? I'm just going to work." And I'm like, "Geez, you're like an elephant walking through, walking through the floors." Good to see you, man. <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck?" You were traumatized by your time in California, and you praise it. Mm, no, no, it was great. Stockholm syndrome. I remember when I came home for Christmas, first off, I didn't even want to come back for Christmas. I wanted to stay there because if I, I was working at the Chinese theater and they weren't going to give me the time off. Uh-huh. So because I, was, I just kind of, well, I'm going anyway, you know, I lost that job, which was a, I liked that job. It was fun. Konnichiwa. Uh, yeah, So I lost my job and which was hard. To, they were hard to find, but of course I had to go. There was no two ways about it. And then when I got here, I didn't want to stay. The, like the next day, I was ready to go home. I really did. I wanted to go. Plus, I was like, I had a little bit of the DT, some drinking all that night train. I was going to say, you, you were Jonesing. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I wanted to go, go home. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that night train was 84. Four cents after tax. It made Mad Dog 2020 like high class. And I'll tell you this: it didn't taste that bad. It wasn't that bad. What were you comparing it to? Uh, Sterno. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, you know, you get to like the well, I guess the grape flavor, you know, whatever you want to call it, but wine flavored. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't that bad because they had like a red one and like a white one because it was technically a wine, I guess. And uh, the red one was much better. Bum wine. Well, it was cheap. Look, listen, I just told you 10 minutes ago, uh, having an extra dollar to go get a big up was a treat. (laughs) (laughs) When you were in Los Angeles, there are some celebrities that you met that you have not yet spoken about. Uh, Really? (laughs) Now, the first one, (laughs) the first one I would like to talk about. Okay. He shares a name with someone very special to me. Apparently, you met the great Darren McGavin. I did. Please. Darren McGavin, the dad from a Christmas story. Please tell us about that. Uh, again, we're in the grocery store because that's where all greatness happens. All my brushes with greatness. Is that Ralph's? Ralph's. The rock and roll Ralph's because it was in walking distance of where I lived. All right. I'm in there and I'm doing my thing and I'm walking up to the checkout line. And who walks up like right before me? I, in fact, I got in line right behind him. I'm going to okay? guess. Let me guess. Yes. It was Darren McGavin. No, it wasn't. Obviously. <laughs> it was Chuck Woolery. Bad guess on my part. I apologize. And he was new. Uh, what? <laughs> All right. So anyway, I get up in there. Now, he's dressed as an old man would dress going to the grocery store he's All got right. like suit shoes okay. not tennis shoes or anything and he's got the black socks with the little strap that holds him up and he's wearing like big baggy like uh shorts they were like uh old man shorts like slacks that were made into shorts and he's wearing an uh, a crappy v-neck undershirt and in his basket and i've described it for the generic foods Oh, yes. The entire basket is filled with generic beer. Three or four cases. In the, it was all that was in the, in the basket. 
in, and it was regular <laughs> beer because it would say beer. It's a white can. It said beer, and it had the blue stripe. And we made eye contact, and I said, hey, how's it going? And he was like, you know, he gave me the nod, you know, like a nod, like, you know, how are you? He looked absolutely miserable. Absolutely, <laughs> like just someone had kicked his dog. He was not happy. And it wasn't the first day he felt that way. Probably not. So he's standing there waiting in line. And then after a couple of minutes, this older lady walks up. I guess it was, turns out to be, it was like his wife, I guess. She walks up. Now, this woman is dressed to the nines. She has a nice outfit on. She's got a mink coat with all kinds of diamonds and, you know, just look like she's going to a real hoity-toity thing, okay? Walks right up to the basket, and you know what she puts in the basket? What's that? One six-pack of generic light beer. (laughs) It's literally, it says light beer with the blue stripe and a white can. He's like, okay. You know, he's looking at me like, I've had enough. This is it for me. There's no pension for the has-been. No. And uh, we didn't even talk or anything. What is there uh, to talk about? Yeah, I felt bad for him. (laughs) I really did. (laughs) So you want to die, right? (laughs) Yeah. But that was it. That was my brush with Darren McGavin. uh, Oh, it's so sad. We were at the checkout line at the Rouse. And my only other checkout line story with the Rouse, but it has to be the most dickish thing I have ever done. Now I'm interested. The most, like, what an asshole moment of my <laughs> life. And I have no idea I did it. It wasn't planned. I just did it, like, right on the spur of the moment. Like a true asshole. Like a true asshole, <laughs> right? I was sitting there watching TV one night. And, you know, they have on the, on the local news, they always have this, like, entertainment tonight kind of segment. Okay. And well, I forget his name. The guy that played Spock's father in the original Star Trek show. Mark Leonard. Okay. I had always heard that this guy hated Star Trek fans. He didn't want to talk about Star <laughs> Trek. Okay. <laughs> he had this whole acting career, and it all came down to one role in an episode. <laughs> yeah, in like one or two episodes to start where he was Spock's dad. So I knew that he didn't like talking about Spock. Well, the, it wasn't about Star Trek. He was being interviewed because he was in some community. He was in a play Aww. somewhere in Los Angeles with the guy that played Chekhov. Walter so, Koenig. Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig, Mr. Pavel Chekhov himself. Well, the two of them are being in, talking about this play that they're in, because they mentioned the star. You know, it's two Star Trek alumni are making a new play. Well, what it was, it was some play about Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer as like adults. All right. But these two were very proud. We were talking about this play, and it was at some theater. Blah 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 blah. And I said, "Oh, that's ridiculous." You, I just thought, "Well, that's that's sad." So anyway, about maybe a week, week and a half later. I get up in the line, and there he is, Spock's dad, Mark Leonard. And I did, I did, I called him by his name. I said, "Oh, Mr. Leonard, it's nice to meet you." And he immediately tenses up, like he, I'm going to say something, like he's Spock's dad, <laughs> right? like I'm going to mention Star Trek, it's like you're going to acknowledge his career, <laughs> exactly. And I said, "Oh, Mr. Leonard, uh, I'm such a big fan." And he just he looked like he you know he didn't want anything to do with me. And I said I really loved this play. And I I said the name of the play. And then of course he really perked up. All of a, his entire his entire you're just setting him up. Yeah, his entire demeanor <laughs> changed. 
And he was like, oh, really? What did you like about it? And I said, oh, I just love the theme of the whole thing. And, blah, blah. and I said, I've seen it twice. <laughs> I saw it again. I said, it's really fantastic. I really, I like, I, I really enjoyed the, sh- the show. Now he's going to talk to me. Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, you know, it's an interesting uh, viewpoint of, you know, these iconic, these characters being adults and blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting because he <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just eating it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I waited till the lull and I said, yeah. I said, man, it was really fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it, blah, 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 right? And I said, but I do, I do have one question, though. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sure, what? And I said, how did they get Chekhov to lose that accent? <laughs> <laughs> and then I cackled like a baboon. <laughs> I, I laughed way too hard, way too loud, like the Cape Fear laugh. And I, I swear... If I wasn't as big as I was, that guy would have punched me right in the face. <laughs> he, he, he looked at me like, you motherfucker. <laughs> You're, I want to kill you. <laughs> he just turned around. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed. Like a, just a complete fucking asshole. I laughed about that all afternoon. And I, to this day, I don't know why I did that, because there was no reason to. It was just mean. Yeah, that was my, my Star Trek encounter. That's like calling Fred Gwynn Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he liked that either. He hated it. <laughs> Bill Hughes, the next one from 703. <laughs> All right. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm looking for a customer who may. Be- okay, all right, hold on. I got to restart this. Because <laughs> yeah, we know what this is. We know exactly what that is. And here we go. Thank you for calling, Denny's and How may I help you? Hello, um, I'm looking for a customer who may be there. Uh, his name is Don Geronimo. Do you know what he looks like? Uh, he's. In his uh, mid to late fifties, uh, lighter colored beard. Well, I only have one customer in here, and doesn't look like that at all. What does he look like? He's uh, colored. Doesn't look. He's like probably like mid twenties. A color? Do you mean black? Yeah. You just called a black man colored. Well, now. Who knew? What a gem. You just called the black man colored? Joe, step up to the mic. What happened to you there, buddy? There, buddy? <laughs> I was taking a drink right when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went all phantom on me for a minute I'm there. sorry. I was, I was trying not to spit it up, man. Okay. He goes... I heard it, and I was thinking, did she say, please tell me she said taller, because no. if she said colored, and he goes, here it is, you, here it is again. God damn. He's uh, colored, doesn't look, he's like, probably like mid-20s. A color, do you mean black? Yeah. You just called a uh, black man colored? Yeah. 
what decade are you in? <laughs> okay, what, do you need something? Yeah, could I speak to the colored gentleman? Sure. Thank you. Okay, let's hear what happens when he talks to the colored gentleman. All right. End person. Uh, he left, sorry. The colored gentleman left? Yeah. So that's the only person in the in the uh, restaurant? Yeah. There's nobody else there? Any Japs? What? Any Japs? No. Any chinks? No. No? Is this a prank call? No, I was looking for Don Geronimo. Well, there's nobody here. No, it's not a prank call. Of course not. He's just looking for Don Geronimo, please. There are no coloreds. There are no Japs. There are no chinks. No. Any sticks? Okay. Um, you're being very rude. I'm being rude. You're the one calling black people coloreds. Okay. Can I help you with anything? Nobody's here. How old are you? That you're describing. What age are you that you call black people colored? It's just being respectful. I'm not going to call. It's being respectful to call black people colored? <laughs> what era are you white. from? You call white no, okay. people... Shut up. You call white people white, but you call black <laughs> people colored? Shut up. Did you just tell me to shut up? Well, you are a little bit of a con. You admit that, right? <laughs> oh, shit. That's an award winner. I mean, I'm serious about that. I'll give you some polite golf applause for that. Holy fuck, man. Well done, Larry King guy. King's things, well done. Uh, one more call uh, this morning, Joe, from uh, area code 302. That's going to be a hard one at the yeah. top. Oh, man. Um, I, hold on. I do have a, I have a Denny's call now. Oh, we do? Yes. He just sent this in. All right. Thank you. Good turnaround. Thank you, Larry King guy. He's good. Thank you for calling, Denny. This is Barry speaking. Let's see it's a go order. Hi, Barry. I just got back from rehab, and I'm on the eighth step of my AA 12-step program. I have to make amends to people I've harmed, and for the past eight months, I've been making prank phone calls to various Denny's restaurants around the country. But I was wondering if you could forgive me on behalf of all the servers and managers that I've pranked. I'm, I'm very sorry. Yes, sir. That's fine. That's no problem. Thank you so much, Barry. I really appreciate that. I mean, it, it really, it's a huge weight from my shoulders. I can't thank you enough. Uh, could I ask you one more question? Yes, sir. Sure thing. Thank you. Uh, if I came to your restaurant, would you put some Vaseline on my butthole? It's very dry. <laughs> no, I, I can't say that I would. What if, you know, I sweet-talked you a little bit? No, I don't think that's possible. I have the voice that can sweet-talk, Barry. I don't know if you can tell that right now, but I turn it on, and, buddy, you're going to be ready for action. Yeah, is that right? You have a voice for radio, but that voice, I don't think it's possible for me. Well, you have the voice both for radio and for action. The two of us together are unstoppable, Barry. <laughs> is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> are you seeking a partner in crime, that is? Well, I'd have to say that you would definitely be the submissive partner in that relationship. Well, if I'm putting the Vaseline on you, I don't think I would be. <laughs> well, I didn't say you were going to penetrate me there, you freak. <laughs> oh, I'm the freak now. I apologize. I just wanted a moist butthole. You're the one that wanted the dick in the ass. Uh, <laughs> wow. One of his best, right? That was, he, I, 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 from my point of view, 
that couldn't have happened at a better time. You took a drink right when he said, put Vaseline on my uh, butthole. It's been really dry. And your face as you're trying to hold down the drink. Oh, my it God. It's yeah. priceless. Yeah, listen, don't hold on to this stuff. The eighth step. Okay, there's more. And I'm also noticing in Darren, Larry King guy's voice, I'm also hearing some Spader now. Some it, it's a it's a little nuance. I'm hearing some James Spader as well. It's a compliment. Oh, not quite. Oh, you wanted a tongue up there. Yes, you know what? Um, no. You're an even bigger freak than I thought, Barry. Nah. <laughs> Barry, can you do me one more favor? Uh, depends on what it is. <laughs> Could you say, Little Joe Pittman, I love your HDC? Little Joe Pittman, I love your HDC. Barry, you are perfect. I can't thank you enough. And I'm, and I'm not going to ask you to do anything with my butt. <laughs> I greatly appreciate that. You're very welcome, Barry. You have a great night, sir. Definitely. You do say. Bye-bye. Bye. That's a great fucking call. Very nice. That's a great call. Thank you, Larry. Very good.